Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's podcast, season three. This is Chelsea, and I'm here to talk about a really important subject and started these pod, these recent podcasts out in a different way because we're getting right to what's happening in this COVID situation with everybody at home. I specifically wanted to reach mothers who are pregnant right now and worried about giving birth in the hospitals under the amount of stress there is and not being able to be with your husband. My guest speaker today isn't due till August, but she is thinking about having a home birth as an option in case the hospitals are, you know, still dealing with this or there's a lot of stress. She just wants to have a second option. And I know a lot of other mothers are thinking about the same thing and considering if home birth is a safe option, uh, what, what it is, how to do it, if a midwife is available. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to the fears that may come up and the fears that came up for her and also the benefits. And so I provide a neutral space and discuss a lot about home birth. I was a labor and delivery nurse for many years and became a family nurse practitioner and now work at a fertility center. I understand how important the prep for birth is. I even wrote an entire book about prepping for birth called Mystical Motherhood, which is available on Amazon. My second book, Fertile, is also available on Amazon. Both of these books were published under my pen name, Pritam Atma. If you have any questions, please head over to the Mystical Motherhood website at www.mysticalmotherhood.com. There's a lot of free meditations on there, a lot of information on birth, preparing for a home birth. If you're thinking about a home birth, I recommend you buy Mystical Motherhood. It's a It takes you step-by-step through the process of planning for a baby and having a conscious pregnancy. If you'd like to work with me privately, pre- please email me at www w.mysticalmotherhood.com or mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. I'm sending out prayers to all of you going through this stressful time. We are in this together. If you have any personal questions for me, please, please reach out to me. I'm here for you. And if you like this podcast, please leave a message or a star. I so appreciate your support. Thanks so much. How are you and what do you want to talk about? Um, I'm good. So I just wanted to connect with you about a a home birth. Okay. Um, you know, I had planned to do a birth center birth, um, and I'm not due until August. So I had plenty of time, but you know, with all of this sort of recent news about birth partners not being allowed, and then you're still limited to one, which means you could have, you know, your partner and, and, or a doula, you can't have both. Um, which is a tough decision to make because they both provide, you know, very different forms of support. Yeah. And so we, we met with our doula who's also a, a CPM um, and, and talked to her about, you know, essentially scheduling a backup plan for a home birth, um, which is, you know, I've always kind of wanted a home birth in my head, but knowing that, you know, I'm a little on the older side, I suppose, for giving birth. And since my first... How old are you? Uh, 38. I'll be 38 when I deliver. Okay. So, you know, not that old, but, you know, not... Right. In, in our society, it make, they make yeah. you feel old. Yeah. Yeah. They make you... They, I think what do they... In their chart, they write like um, elderly something or elderly yeah. mother, elderly, <laughs> elderly gravita, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. which doesn't make anyone feel good. Um, you know, and so we, we, we talked with her for a while because, you know, my first pregnancy was great until the very end. And then I had severe preeclampsia. And so I was on the magnesium. And so I went from having, you know, planning for, you know, sort of a drug free, 
it was still gonna be a hospital experience, but a drug-free experience to being like, okay, I'm gonna need all of your drugs now because, you know, I have some, a lot of complications that require close monitoring. So, you know, in a way a home birth is a little frightening because, you know, you have the doula and, and, and you'll have a, or you'll have a CPM and her birth assistant, but it's just a very different experience to know that you'll be at home and there's so much more trust in, in oneself um, than having, you know, a whole team of doctors and medical professionals there. But it's, you know, the decision was about knowing the importance of having support. And, you know, I didn't want to get so close to the birth that I would go, you know, have to go and labor by myself because it's just not something I want to do alone. It's hard. Yeah. I was just talking to a woman in the park, actually. She was at my clinic and she saw, I've been seeing her in the neighborhood. She's at my um, reproductive fertility clinic and I did her pregnancy scans and helped her her through because she had multiple miscarriages. Mm -hmm. And she is now, you know, facing not being able to have her husband in the hospital because of, and then all the trauma she went through, she's terrified. Yeah. And it's a little too late for her to switch to a home birth. And I just told her, you know, it's like, it's like training for a marathon. And so it's really interesting to me. I mean, a lot of women are going to be faced with this, but everyone's faced with their worst fear right now Mm -hmm. in some level or shape or form. If you haven't faced it, all these fears are going to come up or you may even self-create them. And in, in a way it's like, you're thinking, I mean, this is a big fear. It's a big choice. And it's a thing that many, many women are going to think about. And that's why I wanted to tape it is because it's super important, it's valuable for so many people, and it's practical. But my own experience of a home birth, I'm going to ex- do a mirror like I always do with you, explaining it so you can hear from another person's perspective, and then we'll go into all the different fears that can come up, and then we'll create like a plan. Okay. So when I was choosing a home birth, I what changed me is I went and studied with Ina Mae Gaskin at the farm. And when I got home, I knew something in me had changed and I didn't know what it was. And I was going through my first spiritual awakening after the Kundalini um, opening happened. And so my path began to just switch. And so I got pregnant like within a month after coming home from the farm in Tennessee. And I said, I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to try to have a home birth. And I was working at UCSF, which is one of the University of California, San Francisco, one of the best birthing centers in the nation. And so when you tell people you're working with, you're going to have a home birth, everyone, and I mean, because the home births that we see in the hospital aren't ended great, you know? And so um, it was terrifying. And so basically you have to go through all of your worst fears. And it's one of the highest manifestations you can really create. Like there's manifestation of money, there's manifestation of a boyfriend or a husband or, you know, different things, but this is a manifestation of a safe baby. It's incredible. And so you have to go through every single wound and every single fear and all this trust beyond like even what's happening on the outside. So you're almost recreate, you're, you're, you're creating a scenario of like, I'm going to go through my fear. Like even what's, it's a mirror of what's going on in the outside world within you now. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It's about lack of control, really. It's about, it's about complete lack of control. But the good thing is about, I mean, like I chose it at the time because I had seen births and there's one good thing about you is you've already done one birth. And so mm-hmm. I had done it without ever doing it at home, not knowing the level of pain, but you know, the level of pain, you know, it's your second baby, you know, kind of what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. Slightly. We know slightly. So the one thing about home birth is you have to consider it. You're, 
there's another podcast I did, which I will write in the bottom of this and I'll send to you. That was amazing. One of the best podcasts I've ever done about all the fears that can come up with home birth. And then you've got to like create your, I mean, with birth, I always say, don't really create what you think is going to happen, but home birth, you kind of have to create a plan and create steps and you have to have two roads with your situation. Mm -hmm. So because you had preeclampsia, you have to just say, you know, and I don't know how you're going to do that. You might actually have to pay out of pocket for a home birth midwife as a second option. Yeah, no, we, we, we do. We did. Um, so the nice thing is she was also our doula. So essentially we're, this is our backup plan. So we were already going to be paying a fee to her as a doula. And so essentially it would just go up if we have the home birth. Right. Okay. Okay. So on a body level, you have to train for a home birth like you do, you would train for a marathon. So on mm-hmm. a physical level, because there's no epidural, there's no painkillers and uh, it's like a mental, physical, spiritual game not game, but like um, triathlon. That's what it is. Mm. And because it's going to hit you in all levels and because you never know when the baby's going to come, the anticipation is very high and much more different. And then the monitoring between you and your husband is much different than you would at the hospital because someone else is taking care of it. With a home birth, it's pretty much you and your husband monitoring the timing of it. Mm. And then when you call the midwife. So that's very different and that can create fear for the husband, but you have a really strong husband who can do this with you. And you guys have a strong enough relationship and trust that it'll be okay. But on a body level, to train for a home birth, you have to walk five miles a day. Mm -hmm. You have to work out. It's not an if, it's 100%. You will have a much, much, much easier birth if you do kundalini yoga every day. Mm -hmm. This isn't because if I wasn't a kundalini yogi person or if I wasn't anything, I just, I, everyone who does kundalini yoga, and I mean like actual practice, or a meditation or anything has a much easier birth than the average woman. Mm. Like, I mean, I, and it's not on accident. It could be that those type of people have a dedicated practice or have, it could be their personality. I don't know. But um, another thing that I found that really, really works for birth is hypnobirthing and then Mm -hmm. the Bradley method. Yeah. So we did the Bradley method the first time. Yeah. So the Bradley method has a 90% chance of giving you a natural birth and at home you have to have a natural birth. Yep. And so for having a home, so I'll go into what, like this, why you'd have a home birth or not, but so the training is, is the training and the dedication to doing it is like, you're training your body, mind and spirit, like a soldier. And that is your, it almost becomes a full-time job Mm -hmm. because it's like the the prep for it isn't light. And it's like, I'm going to do everything in my, my, it's like very conscious pregnancy not just like what I say in the books of fertile and mystical motherhood of talking to the baby and meditating to the baby. Then you're adding another layer onto it of, okay, so every single day I have a regimen and the walking is essential because you have to have your legs strong. The um, kegels are essential. Mm-hmm. The, the yoga is essential. So you have to like to really do it and to prep for it, but let the anxiety go. So you're not like prepping in a way that you're replacing the anxiety with prep work. You know how we do that? We transfer our neurotic stuff right. onto other things. You right. can't transfer and say, oh, because I'm doing this, I'm going to get a home birth and everything's going to be okay. You can't do that because then you'll disappoint yourself in the end. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? It does make sense. What does this feel like to you when I'm saying this? I mean, I think that you just have to focus on it. I mean, this is your, your explanation of a, your comparison of a marathon makes sense because in the same way, elite athletes will visualize themselves going through things and that their training are like steps forward to what the ultimate goal is. 
but not necessarily a, a, a scare tactic. A, you know, if I don't do this, it will end badly. You right. Know? And it's not like if I don't wear this pink shirt, I'm not going to win the game. Correct. It's not a superstition. It's a, it's a it, dedication it, and a love, yeah. not a neurotic experience. Yeah. Um, and I've said this before, like if we are doing a spiritual practice, oftentimes we can transfer our neurotic stuff onto the spiritual practice. Mm. So let's say we, you know, like we stop eating gluten or we, you know, like really, really into something or like I have to get up every, I mean, I've done it. And then I'm like, oh, I just transferred a neurotic thing onto my practice. If I don't do it, I don't do it. And then I found the more I let it go, the more I just naturally do it. Right. Same. And so if, so for anyone listening is like, if you can't, if you're like, this woman's crazy, I can't walk five miles a day. Well, it's about 10,000 steps. Yeah. So if you do 10,000 steps, it's about five miles a day and your legs will get ready. So in Japan, they also add, so Japan does a lot of home births or the home birth doctor there does 500 squats a day to prepare for home birth. Mm -hmm. So he makes all the women do 500 squats. That sounds crazy, but I can't tell you how, like if you do them up against a wall and you don't have to do 500 yet. If you just start to do like 25 here, 25 here, 25 here, and then you're doing yoga. So that doesn't have to be every single day, but you're mm-hmm. making it, you know, one day walking, next day legs, and then, you know, yoga every other day, something like that. You're creating some sort of a regimen that yeah. you're, you're training your body for that, right? Okay. Yeah. That's really healthy in the Kegel. So there's the four things, walking, squats, um, swimming's really good too. And then, but just like, so you're really in shape. Then the mind level is like a total surrender. Of course, meditation is going to help. And then always the Adi Shakti for pregnancy, Adi Shakti, A-D-I, and then new word S-H-A-K-T-I. And that's in the Mystical Motherhood book. And it's also, you can Google it and it's on my website, mysticalmotherhood.com. But that's a really good meditation for pregnancy. Uh, what, are you doing that one or which one are you doing? Uh, I've been doing Gyan Chakra lately. That's, that's been my favorite for like the last year, actually. Gyan uh, Chakra, Okay. Um, but the Adi Shakti I'll be adding in shortly because we don't know if we're having a boy or a girl. Um, and so my last pregnancy, we don't know if we're having a boy or a girl either. And I know it's important to do, I think starting in the seventh month, the Adi Shakti every day. It's important to do the whole time, but the, the most important period is like seventh month, but you can do it the whole time. Okay. Yeah. But even playing the music and singing along, yeah. that could work too. It, it's in my sleep mantra playlist. So yeah. there you it, go. I'm listening to it at night. And another one to listen to at night during all this, uh, the amount of fear is Tithai 2. Yes, that one's a nice one too. And Rogan Tay. Yeah, and Rogan Tay during pregnancy. So another mantra, she just mentioned three mantras. Rogan Tay protects the embryo in the womb and protects the growing baby and from all different things. So if you're really worried about what's going on right now and you're pregnant and you're going into the, the birth room by yourself and you don't have time to train for a home birth, play Rogan Tay or tell your friends to play a mantra called Rogan Tay by White Sun. Um, so also with that is you're going to find layers and layers and layers of fear that will come up as you get closer to it. And anyone who's listening, as you get closer to any birth, it's like the anticipation and also the desire, the need, the want to get it and the knowing it's coming. And there's this woman, I think, I don't know if I ever talked to you about her. Her name is Lacey Phillips. Mm-hmm, you've mentioned her. Yeah. And she's super cool, but she says, you know, the, the period of manifestation, you have to get through all the belief systems that doesn't, um, doesn't, so you want to create something and that could be the career, the husband, the home birth. Okay. So then you have to get through all the belief systems and all the things that are, this is societal, this is cultural, this is 
I mean, only 1% of America, Americans give birth at home. And I'm, I'm going to be surprised of what happens now with this big scare, what happens, right? And that may change the way birthing changes forever. If, if even 2% go up, it goes up to 2%. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are going against the norm. And so, so Guru Jagat also just talked about this on Rama TV is if your own mindset, like, like there's so much programming that's familial, that's societal, that's cultural that you have to get over to know that you are almost a God self, that you can go into your God self and create anything you want to create. So getting through that programming is like, you have to become the computer system and you have to become, um, the design, the designer of a new reality. And so it's almost like it's a, you have to become some, so one pointed in your manifestation and your creation that you become like God on earth. Mm. That's true for making money or for a business or for anything. It's like, you have to break through everybody saying it's impossible. You cannot do that. That's so frightening. And so there has to be boundaries to it. If you don't want to tell people you're doing if, if there's anyone who ever questions your manifestation or your desires, you don't talk about it with them. Mm. You don't argue with their level of belief system because that's only your ego needing them to understand your point of view. Mm. And because you, if you start to tell the world, I'm going to have a home birth, I promise you, of the people are going to be like, you're crazy. That's more dangerous than COVID. Mm. They're going to say it because their belief system about what happens. And I mean, I work with doctors that are petrified of it. I mean, there is a level of petrification that can happen. But if you fall into the category of a woman that doesn't have any health issues and, Mm -hmm. and your midwife is trained to know what those are. So if you have preeclampsia, you're out. There's no way you can have a home birth. There's not a one single thing. No, and if you yeah, yeah. let you, would be absolutely nuts. Yeah. Well, no, no. As, as long as I, I doesn't come back. Right. The, as long as I come back. Yeah. Um, and all that. And then it's almost like all that training may get you, your body to the point that it doesn't. We don't know. We don't my, know. You know. Already my blood pressure has been lower through this pregnancy. Yeah. And I've had, you know, I've felt a lot better I think just because my body also knows what to do right yeah and so back to the thing about what uh, Lacey Phillips teaches so so boundaries with anybody who comes in to say that this isn't possible and almost like keeping the manifestation a secret so mm. it's also there's so, there's an art to almost keeping a creation a secret keeping something sacred that so that uh, like if I were to find somebody that's really beautiful and I started to tell everybody about that person or about the manifestation or about what I'm wanting to create, whatever people's belief systems about that's going to come in and alter my belief system mm. about what I'm actually making. And so we're the designer and the creator of our own worlds in some way, shape, and form. Not always, of course, but there's a lot of things that we can shape and design. So if things aren't going the way we want it to, there's maybe there's some tweaking inside of us. And there's also sometimes God steps in and says, that's not going to be the best way this baby wants to come out. Right. There's all kinds of things. I'm not saying that, that all those things don't happen. And there's also just random things, but we can block certain people that are not going to appreciate it. Anyone who's, and this is also true with anyone who's dealing with COVID and family right now, and you're trying to create a deep peace inside of yourself and you're trying to 
establish peace and love, integrity, um, relieve, relieve the fear, turn off the news. And for you and your pregnancy, turn off the news. Remember, Remember with your mind, you're creating the reality for this child. So if you're programming that child with a war zone, it's going to come out with fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this in fertile that with the fight or flight, the muscles become bigger and they actually look more like a male mm-hmm. because the brain, the it's actually in science. I, I don't remember the details, but the, in, if you're in, if your cortisol's high, all of the blood goes out to your limbs because if your cortisol's high as a primitive, you know, in primitive times, we'd have to run mm-hmm. and we would have to be going. So all the blood has to go to our limbs to run or to fight. And so that's what happens inside the fetus too. Mm. And so if you're pregnant right now, um, reducing your level of cortisol, even on like a spiritual level, reducing your level of meat, if necessary, you need to get the protein in, but maybe choose a meat that's not, not killed with so much fear because you're going to pick up that cortisol level from that meat. Yeah. I mean, that's so, I don't want to say don't, I, I don't want to say don't eat meat. I'm not, this is not medical advice. You have to have protein while you're pregnant. You have to. But sometimes when I was pregnant with one child, didn't want so much meat or I didn't. And so I would use protein shake powder, vegetable or vegetables. Neither of these babies like meat very much. Yeah. So I would, to get my protein in, I would make smoothies with gross (laughs) powder all day to make sure I was getting the amount of protein in that I needed to have. Yeah. I've been putting fish collagen in my orange juice. Yeah. Or whatever (laughs) you need to do. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) You can't, once you blend it in with a, you know, one of those little milk frothers you can find on Amazon for like four bucks or something that spins around really fast. Just uh, mix in your fish collagen into your orange juice. It's a little frothy, but you won't taste anything different. Right. (laughs) So then after the belief systems are you, and you, you're blocking people that are not, you know, blocking what you want to create, then you'll go through a period, you know, that you you get tested. So you may get tested through fears. So whatever that form is, the test will come in of like, are you sure you want a home birth? Are you sure you want a home birth? Are you sure you want a home birth? You know, maybe like that. And then you'll go through a period, what she calls the magic dark. And I really went through this with the home birth is like a period where everything kind of goes quiet. Your body goes to a higher vibration because having a home birth almost become, your energy is so different because there's not the, there's fear, but it's only within you if there is any. And so you don't enter the hospital zone where you walk in and you're on cold floors. You're, you know, you're, you're around everybody who's always on edge, who's reading your monitoring. You're not walking into somebody else's fear zone. And actually after the COVID every, and all those deaths that are happening within the hospital, there's going to be an entirely new type of energy within these hospitals Mm -hmm. on edge, women, you know, the workers may be exhausted emotionally. There may be some PTSD. There is all kinds of energy. And there was at my old birthing center, we were actually on top of a burial ground of ancient Indians. And there was a lot of ghosts. Yeah. So there's just different things at different hospitals. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone, if you're going to the hospital, make sure you're putting a protection mantra around you. Um, Tithai too is really, really important to protect you or doing a protection Kundalini meditations while you're going into these hospitals mm-hmm. because the level of the stress there, if you have to go is big. Yeah. Do you have anything to say? Well, or you want me to keep going? No, go ahead and keep going. This is all really helpful. Is this helpful? Okay. So the period, the magic dark is in the manifestation. And I'm, this is, again, this is Lacey Phillips works. I've, I've talked about it before, but you can look her up. 
Um, but this magic dark is like, you know, the manifestation is going to happen and you can compare it back to other things you've created. So for example, if you've about to gotten the job you've wanted or the move you knew was about to come or the, um, the raise you knew you were going to get, or, you know, something that was big in your life that you manifested, you have to go back to those times and compare the feeling that you get. And it's called, she calls it the magic dark. And it's very similar to right before you have the home birth or as you're prepping for it, because it's almost a period of crickets, a silence. Hmm. Your vibration will go higher or you'll feel a little bit different. Like you'll feel like something's coming, something's coming. And it's, it's such a similar experience to the home birth is because you're about to manifest something huge. Mm -hmm. And so you have to trust in that. You have to put your trust muscle and your trust muscle will be tested. Mm -hmm. Does this sound, you know? Yeah, it sounds it sounds familiar. We made a big cross country move this year, and there was a, a similar period before we made the move where it was just like peaceful. Yeah, and and you know you're in the magic dark. She explained because you become really peaceful and you become really trusting. But there will be a period before that magic dark where a, a huge leap of fear comes up. Yeah, and yeah. then you kind of ride that fear out like like a oh I don't know a chart, I guess, what's the name of a, a peak, a wave. a wave, you could say. And so her work is really good to actually work to use during home birth, I think, and to anything you're manifesting, because it's huge. Other things that will help um, you to get through it is reading Ina Mae Gaskin's books mm-hmm. on home birth, spiritual midwifery, birth matters, reading birth stories of women who made it through. So reading Mystical Motherhood, which has, I think, five to 10 birth stories in it of different sorts. Um, I hate to say to see your home birth because you don't, it's almost like you can't create a plan because then you might be ruined, but it's it's just like seeing the baby coming out safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- that's, that's important. That's the other risk I think that I think about with the home birth is, you know, you know, if you're in a hospital situation, you have, again, pediatricians and a NICU and you have all of that available to you. So as much as I talk about it being a decision for myself, I also know that it's a decision for my baby. And I have to trust that the baby, I just have to trust myself that the baby's going to be healthy and have no issues when they're born. Yes. And it's so scary. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not advising anyone either way. I just, I think hospital births are great. I think home births are great. I, I'm just giving right. an advice for people that are choosing to do this mm-hmm. and the things that you're going to go through as you're doing it. I don't think one is better than the other. And I think I've had two home births. So I think I'd have a hospital birth next. I don't know why. I just, I don't, I just haven't experienced a hospital birth. I like, I like experiences and, um, I, and I did so many hospital births. I've seen everything. I've seen the worst happen. I've seen the best happen. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's terrifying. And then it's also exhilarating. And so I can't advise anyone any of these things. But I can tell you when you're picking a midwife that you have to have a deep trust for this midwife. I don't recommend picking new midwives. No, I, this, she's not a new midwife. Yeah, like my midwives were retiring. <laughs> both yeah. of them. And so I wanted, so when I chose my midwives, I wanted to, um, I wanted to, I wanted to know their transfer rate and I wanted a high transfer rate. 
So Mm -hmm. 30%, 40% transfer rate. So if they say, oh, my transfer rate's really high, that's actually a really good thing. That means they're making a, that doesn't mean that they're a bad midwife. That means they're a very safe midwife and they're not trying to push a woman to have a home birth that's not probable. And so they're looking at the signs and the symptoms. Like if you're having meconium or you have an infection or you um, have high blood pressure or they're seeing the heart rate deceleration and they're monitoring that, uh, they'll take you in. And, and, And these... Some of these things can be seen most of the time before mm-hmm. anything happens. And, and electronic fetal monitoring and actually also, also auscultation, it's ha- mm-hmm. called, are equal. Mm-hmm. And so the, they can look at the, the head as it's pushing out to see the color. They're listening constantly to the baby, but it's not, but you have the freedom to walk around. And there's statistically, if a woman's constantly auscultating, it's actually this, it's not statistically any different and the external fetal monitor can be a little bit scary it, it can read differently it's it, the c-section rate went up when it was released and we don't know how accurate it is mm. and so um that's a very very you know it's an instrument it's a technology and i'm sure it'll get better and better but there's some articles and i wrote about i wrote about this in mystical motherhood it's a really good one for you to reread yeah. Again, the Bradley method is the best to train for a home birth. It's harder to find, but you want to find a training and you might want to go over your Bradley book. Again, yeah, we, have our, we have the one that he wrote too. It's called, I think it's actually called a husband coach childbirth is the name of his book. Okay. Um, and we got that out recently to reread again, but we, I mean, we did the full 12 week, three hours every week course and we did a couple of hypnobirthing sessions last time. So we, we just need to do some refreshers and, and remind ourselves Right. Um, what else? What other things help? You know, you have to prep your house in a totally different way. There's a massive amount of things you have to buy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The benefits are on the, on, I mean, the fear is not a benefit. The fear and the terrifiedness, it's not going to, I can't tell you that's ever going to go away. It's not, Mm -hmm. uh, you do need to find somebody to watch your child. Yep. That one we've got under control. Yeah. So that, so that has to happen. You cannot, I mean, a lot of people that that's their decision, but I don't think, um, it, it, you are going to get in a a home birth, you get so high because there's not the fear based. It's, there's no one telling, there's no one strapping you down. There's no one telling you where you can move. You're in your own home. So the euphoria or the contractions are so intense and you almost, your, your auric field can open up in a totally different way because you have control of your environment. Mm. So you're, you're so high. I mean, yeah. so high you'll get it. You'll, you'll trip out almost. Mm-hmm. And you can get into like a really good groove. So you might have a euphoric birth and you could actually say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to experience a euphoric birth or an orgasmic birth. That is possible. I had a euphoric birth. I did not have an orgasm, but I had a totally euphoric birth the second time. And I was amazed by it. So though, but preparing for it is a lot of work, getting all the supplies, but it actually is kind of like nesting mm-hmm. and then preparing for, you know, I, you did Ayurvedic after last time will change you and making sure that you have somebody to take care of you after is really important. So the midwives typically come six times after, mm-hmm. and you don't have to go to the, you don't, as much as they tell you only, maybe you have to go once, but you really don't have to go to the pediatrician because they are the pediatrician. Right. Right. The pediatrician might want to come and see you, but you can go quickly, but you can tell them, explain to them. One thing to know is that a lot of doctors won't take a home birth child. 
Yeah, there's thankfully there's plenty around here. Yeah, so in my area um, where I had home, my home births, I had to call so many doctors to finally find a doctor that would actually take my child. And it may be because they think I didn't want to vaccinate and maybe because they didn't want to deal with, maybe they thought I was very, very hippie and I did, and I'm not, I just wanted a home birth. I did vaccinate. And so there's all kinds of, you know, there's, there's a belief system, even with that, there's a belief system about it. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't take a home birth child, but there, if you're having a home birth at home, that may be something to think about far ahead of time. You have to find a doctor that's comfortable with it. Mm, Okay. That's good. Another thing that'll come up is um, the vitamin K Mm -hmm. and the, the hepatitis B. I highly recommend not getting the hepatitis B upon birth. There is no in the hospital. Yeah. There's no reason to get a hepatitis B shot as a practitioner. There's no reason for it. It's a sexually transmitted disease. And during pre- you're either checked before pregnancy or during pregnancy for hepatitis B. If you are not positive for hepatitis B, you do not need that shot. Yeah. If you are, that's a different story. But, mm-hmm. if, you know, there's no reason. It's sexually transmitted disease through drugs, needles, and sex. So it's, it's very odd to me they're giving it to at birth. The vitamin K is typically done in a shot. Some people can do it in drops. Um, uh, I think we did the drops in the hospital actually. Yeah. So that's great. Some, most hospitals don't offer that, but our, our pediatrician actually recommended the vitamin K, but she said, skip the, yeah, you should well. get the vitamin K. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I can't remember if we did. And she recommended the eye cream too. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and the, a lot of them, so the eye cream is yeah. For the chlamydia. I can't remember what it's called, but the eye cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. So, and she was, she just, just for the record, she was a, she is a, you know, board certified pediatrician, but she's also a homeopath. And so, you know, she sort of took the middle ground on, on a lot of things. And as it gets closer, a lot of fears will come up and then you have to work through those fears. And that has actually becomes a really deep healing process for you and baby. And so part of, I found that part of choosing a home birth became, you know, an experience in itself. And when I find the other podcast for this, it was so good. And so I think you should listen to that. I'll send it to you. And I don't, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but I'll put it in the bottom notes. Um, Anything that's coming up that you have questions about right now? No, I mean, like I said, this, if the home birth came out of a backup plan, really, yeah. And you'll have two plans. I'll have two plans. Which and is- that's going to allow you to surrender. And everyone who's listening, you can have two plans right now. Mm-hmm. If you're pregnant right now and you're like, don't know if you want to go into the hospitals after this, we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know the level the hospitals are going to be able to, what the state they're going to be in after going through this much trauma. Because I can tell you at the hospital down the street from me, there's a morgue outside parked on the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real. I'm in New York right now and it's a real. And yeah. so- those, those, those doctors are never going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. I just pray for them and do a, you know, a huge prayer for them and just thank them. Any other things you want to talk about or go over? Was this helpful? Anything that's super helpful? It was super helpful to think about it in the context of sort of, um, uh, home birth, not just as a <laughs> delivery method, but also as a sort of way to, look inward to myself, you know, and, and evolve spiritually, emotionally, and physically, because it's so much 
reliance upon myself and trust in the process that I think that you can go into a hospital and be like, it's okay. They have it under control. I don't have to worry as much anymore. Right. I mean, um, and you can maybe at the end choose to go the other way, Yeah. but this could be a process that you need to go through. The baby needs to go through to get just ready to be a better human. And then who cares if you go to the hospital? Right. Right. And you're even more prepared for the experience of that hospital. Right. But you have to, whoever's listening, you have to surrender. If you do a home birth and you do a transfer, you cannot, you've got to let it go. You cannot go on and on forever of, I had a transfer and I'm a loser and transfer your fear and victimhood and everything onto that home birth and if, or onto like a failed home birth, that's what they call them, or allow anybody to make you feel bad about that or you did something wrong. And there yeah. are a lot of things that can go wrong in a home birth, but you have to talk to your you know, nurse, you have to talk to the midwife about it. You have to say, what's gone wrong? What's the worst home birth you've ever had? What is, um, how many transfers have you done or questions? Um, mm. wh- what is the worst thing that can happen? Always know, don't be ignorant yeah. and don't be attached. It's, it's the ultimate lesson in all these different, you know, big Buddhist philosophies. Don't be attached to way it should be, um, you think it should be don't be ignorant to the possibilities on either end of it working or not working know the dangers know how frightening it can be and know you know the benefits mm-hmm. uh, and so the midwife should be able to talk you through all that and going to Ina Mae Gaskin's books should be able to reduce the fear reading yeah. mystical motherhood will help you to get a perspective on both a c-section on a vaginal birth and on a home birth because I have no opinion on any, any of them, I'm, but I provide whatever mom wants. So there's pros and cons to each, but we live on a polarity planet and you're always going to get the polar up. You're always going to have some polarity to an experience. Mm-hmm. And you're always going to have people just like what's it's in, it, this is a mini experience of the COVID on a, on a national and global perspective of the fear that people can feel, but I mean, that's the same with the home birth. Only 1% do it, but only 1% of the whole entire world is going to feel in the, in the, gen, in the level of, of love right now, or that, maybe not 1%, but very little people are feeling love, trust, patience, calmness, groundedness. Um, and the more those people feel it in whatever form and let go of those fears, the more other people are able to experience that experience through them. Mm. So you can... Sense spread that out. And that might be why you're choosing this too. Yeah. Because even through all of this global pandemic, I've felt, you know, there were there definitely been moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, we should, you know, make sure our daughter's out of daycare and, you know, we should just be extra careful. But I haven't felt like a, you know, terrible anxiety that I think a lot of people feel, feel right now. Yeah, It's yeah. sort of that I've become comfortable in the unknown because yeah. we just don't know. And so I'm just sort of taking it day by day mm-hmm. and, and, and going with it. So I'm, I'm hoping maybe that mindset will also serve me well if, if we do take the home birth path. And it's the ultimate, ultimate control issue around control. So if any, I mean, I, we all have a ton of issues around control and home birth will bring up every single ounce of it. <laughs> every ounce of what you think you can control or not. So if your soul wants to experience um, feeling out of control and the need to control everything, oh my God, 
you are up for something, but you know, you've gotten really good at this and like the, you're super grounded and you're that personality that can handle it and have the training that's required for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to think of it like martial arts, like jujitsu or, you know, like it's like the matrix, like your mind has to be like, you like a, what was it? Um, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Where yeah, there's like that. That's like the entire experience of a home yeah. birth. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rewatch that movie as preparation. Okay, good. 